Hi, I'm John Frankie for SearchSAP.com. Today we're speaking with Rod Masny, president of ASUG, about Sapphire, ASUG's annual user conference, and other hot SAP topics, including Rod's thoughts on Shai Agassi's resignation. Thanks for joining us, Rod. Well, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to uh, sharing with you uh, some of the things that are going on with ASUG. Me too. So first off, uh, Sapphire's coming up in a, just a little over a week, and I know ASUG has been increasing their presence there. Give us a sneak peek as to what ASUG has planned and how users can take advantage of it. Let me uh, just maybe make one comment. The ASUG Annual Conference and Sapphire event are two events co-located in one location. We're in Atlanta, Georgia in a, about a week and a half. And ASUG Annual Conference ramps up uh, with pre-conference sessions on Sunday. And our event officially opens on Monday and runs through Wednesday. Sapphire technically opens with Henning Cogerman's keynote event on Tuesday morning. So we're in one location. You know, it's one destination and endless opportunities. And, you know, we're really, uh, really excited. We have nearly 600 uh, educational sessions with the ASUG Annual Conference. have 40-plus, 40 46, I believe, influence opportunities via our influence councils hundreds of usability opportunities, uh, which is an opportunity to influence SAP products from a usability perspective, and countless endless networking opportunities where SAP professionals can network together. And what's really, really great about our event is not only can our, our members take advantage of ASUG Annual Conference, they also have the opportunity to take advantage of Sapphire. Learn how to get more return out of your investment today through ASUG and with an eye to the future for tomorrow. Where is SAP going and strategically what's happening there? So I, I think it's a great combo, a great great opportunity, and, and a real value for ASUG members and SAP customers to have the, the events co-located. You know, I always make that mistake. No worries. It's a, it's not a mistake. You know, we uh, it's important. We don't want SAP's brand identity to get lost in ASUG, so we want to make sure we're... <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding you, but we don't want to lose our brand identity, and we think we bring value to our membership uh, and SAP customers, and, and certainly we're trying to, to leverage the opportunity to be in one location together to really add value in a way that certainly other software companies and user groups aren't doing today. So... Uh, we think it's a value to, to everyone. It's a value to ASUG, the business. It's a value to SAP, the business. And ultimately, it's a real value to the customer. And actually, I wanted to talk a little bit about the networking opportunities. ASUG is built on three pillars, educating SAP professionals, networking amongst SAP professionals, as well as really influencing SAP products and services. And, and that's really, really an important part of what we're doing as an organization. And not just from a tactical level, hey, you fix this screen or, or, or you know, change this transaction sl slightly, but to our influence councils where our members are working with SAP product managers to affect products that are in the pipeline, but maybe are one year to 18 months, one year to 24 months from being, being in the market or, or being avail generally available. To the very, very top end of the pyramid, real strategic influence through things like our enterprise asset management executive exchange, our CIO, CTO executive exchange, where our key leaders in companies are coming together at an ASUG executive exchange event and really talking with SAP executives about 
strategy three years, five years out, really influencing the strategic direction of products. And there are some things that ASUG is doing with SAP there that at a very, very strategic level, you know, we're really looking at their portfolio of, of things that in the pipeline and trying to, to help them prioritize in a way that's meaningful to the customer, really a voice of the customer perspective. And SAP has been amenable to this? Absolutely. No program's perfect. Let me start there, all right? No program's perfect. SAP's not going to do everything the customer asks. Let's be realistic, first and foremost. But the reality is SAP really has shown that they want the voice of the customer in their products and services. They're really taking an outside-in look versus an inside-out look, which is a kind of a build-it-and-they-will-come mentality. Mm-hmm. I would say 10 years ago, uh, with SAP, you know, they had a very internally focused view of development. Today, they really want to hear the voice of the customer. You know, Shai Agassi, unfortunately, has left the corporation, and that's sad, but he, he truly believed in the voice of the customer. Henning Cogerman, we have been working with Henning Cogerman on a voice of the customer survey, mm-hmm. and we, we're, we've gone through our third iteration of voice of the customer survey, which really is giving SAP some insights into how are products perceived in the marketplace from, from ASUC members? How are services perceived? How's the account relationship management perceived? And what's even more interesting is one of the questions we ask is, two of the questions we ask, one is, what's your burning platform or what are, what, what are your deepest concerns? And the other is, if you had five minutes to spend with the CEO of the corporation, SAP Corporation, what would you tell him? What would you ask him about? That's a program where I I personally sat with SAP executive management, the board members, uh, Garrett Oswald, Klaus Heinrich, Henning Kogerman, and and Bill McDermott. And we're talking about what our members are saying about SAP the company, SAP the products, SAP the services, and really, really using that with them so they can adapt, so that they can change, so that, you know, it gives them a sense of, you know, what's in the minds of the customer. If you had five minutes with the CEO, are there any kind of themes that come out of that? Absolutely. Three key themes. Number one, it's all about upgrades. Upgrades, upgrades, upgrades. Customers want to know how they make the transition from where they're at today to MySAP ERP 2005. That's consistently top of mind. Uh, Second one is how did they prepare themselves for enterprise service-oriented architecture? Those two pieces are fairly tied together in terms of upgrades and enterprise service-oriented architecture. And then the third is, how do we get the most out of our investment at the best total cost of ownership? So those are are consistent themes. We've done three surveys now. Mm -hmm. The first two, we've published reports to SAP. The third one's in the pipeline. We're going to be prepared to talk with SAP executives at Sapphire about that. But those things have been consistent themes through the first two surveys, and I won't be surprised that those aren't consistent with the third survey that we've just completed. And I think that segues nicely into what are some of the hot topics or issues that are resonating with ASOG members. Certainly my ERP upgrades. ERP upgrades are top of mind last September uh, when it was announced at TechEd that my SAP ERP 2005 would be the go-to release in 2010. Uh, it's created not the perfect storm, but it's created the velocity that I think uh, SAP was looking for in terms of trying to 
really get the customer base to, to move to that platform because ERP 2005 is really, really the platform where members can start to see real, realization of, of the enterprise service-oriented architecture strategy mm-hmm. that SAP has brought to market. So it, certainly uh, we have a pre-conference session at annual conference around upgrades, and we have educational content and, and, and influence opportunities throughout our event, as well as throughout Sapphire. On the uh, enterprise service-oriented architecture, you're going to see a lot of real case studies from customers that talks about how they're going about building their governance model and really, really uh, starting their enterprise SOA strategy, as well as customers that are really realizing value out of ESOA. Uh, I think you're also going to see there's been uh, announcements uh, through the first quarter of the year about SAP's mid-market strategy, uh, which has been termed enterprise SOA by design. I think we're going to see more of that during Sapphire as well. So, you know, a lot of lot of content that's being built around that in terms of education and opportunities there. And, and once again, those are the things that are top of mind. And I give Henning Cogerman and his team credit. They have been very, very consistent over the last four, five years talking about their enterprise service-oriented architecture strategy. Yeah, okay, it was branded ESA before, but the strategy has been consistent, and I think this year we're going to see real case studies around that with real business benefits around that. You mentioned something in there that made me want to go back just for a second to the Influence Council. I think that maybe starting to get involved in Influence Councils might be a little intimidating, uh-huh. For your typical SAP user or ASUG member, give a couple tips on how someone new but that's interested in getting involved could do so. It's interesting. Uh, not every influence council is for everyone, right. okay? You really want to be a subject matter expert or a, uh, a key user or a key influencer around the business process or the functionality that's talked about in an influence council. And our influence councils could be anything from, you know, security topic. It could be a support and services topic. It could be a solution manager topic. Uh, it could be a transportation topic or a PLM topic. To really actively engage in those, you have to have some subject matter expertise, uh, number one, to really actively engage. And, and that's, I would say that's a second thing, to get the value out it's about the engagement and input you put into the process. And an influence council is typically 15, could be anywhere from 10 to 20 people in an influence council from different companies. And quite frankly, I think people that actively engage builds momentum because people build off of each other's ideas. You may bring your business problem or your business uh, challenges your business is facing and and, and your thoughts around how SAP products and services can really be different to help you solve your business problems. And I've been in many influence councils, and what i found is the more active engagement, the better the activity, the better the influence council. And ultimately, the most important part, that piece is really on, on the customer leader of an influence council and, and the product manager of the influence council, is closing the loop. Marco Valencia, who has been a key member of the SAP team that's working alongside ASUG to drive this program has been just passionate about closing the loop with the member base. 
and really telling the members, the customers, what it is that SAP has done with that input and how they're going to act on it. And that, that's what really makes the program powerful. Input for input's sake is interesting, but not very useful. It's really about closing the loop and doing something with it. And, and let me be clear, SAP doesn't do everything we ask. I, I wouldn't expect them to. But certainly they are listening. They are listening, and that's, that's powerful, especially, you know, just like in business every day. You know, even a no response is, while it's not always the most palatable one, it's better than no response. And SAP is being really diligent about trying to respond. You had earlier also mentioned all-in-one. Are you seeing more interest in SAP or in, in ASUG from smaller and mid-sized businesses? Well, it's kind of interesting. I read a lot of content that says SAP is only for the big companies, you know, the, the large, the megas, the, you know, the bigs, if you will, the Lockheed Martins, the Halliburtons, so on and so forth. And the fact of the matter is, if you really did a demographic breakdown of SAP's customers and our members, the largest percentage of our members are in the mid-market or at the, at the small and medium business end of it. So, you know, there are only so many mega companies out there, right. and, and they are probably, and I don't have the exact statistics, so forgive me, but they are the smallest percentage in terms of number of companies that are members in our organization. There's more mass at the mid-market and the small-medium business than at the top end. Now, let me be fair. With ASUG, the large companies are able to engage in a very, very different way just because they have mass in terms of number of people. But some of our most passionate members, some of our most passionate volunteers, are in the mid-market or in the small-medium business-sized companies because they know those people that are passionate are the ones that really understand the collective voice of what a user community can do for them with a large company like SAP. And we think that's one of the powers of ASUG is our collective voice. Now, it would seem a lot of SAP professionals maybe don't have a chance to go to the, you know, large ASUG events. How can they best take advantage of ASUG, either through their regional office or the website or other? That's a great, great question. It's interesting. Of our annual attendees at our annual event, ASUG annual event, over 50% are first-time attendees consistently year after year. There's always fresh perspective or fresh customers, if you will, that attend our event. But ASUG is not just an annual conference. ASUG is a year-round community, and we have opportunities for members to engage year-round, be it through a, a regional chapter event meeting, which are held in the various regions anywhere from three to four times a year. They can engage in other events that we hold, for instance, Three times this year in different regions of the country, we will hold an upgrade symposium, uh, which is a small small event that's focused on helping our members with their uh, MySAP ERP upgrade. We have two fall events, one that will be held on the West Coast, one that will be held on the East Coast, that will focus on various topics like PLM, supply chain, and that particular event is co-located with SAP's Adaptive Manufacturing event, where they'll talk about the perfect plant. Uh, the other event will focus on financials and HR, HCM and, and the like. Those two events will be held in the fall. If a member can't participate in any of those things, we have webcasts year-round where there's an hour where you know an associate member or, or an ecosystem partner or a, a customer 
we'll do an hour educational presentation where they provide 45 minutes of education and 15 minutes of question and answer where you can do that right from your office or there's our virtual community asug.com where there are discussion forums content from all of our events white papers so on and so forth that our our members can really take advantage of from their office uh, 24 hours a day uh, seven days a week so there are all kinds of opportunities for members to participate in asug those discussion forums on asug.com, are those pretty active? Yes, they are. By and large, the power of that type of capability is really to network with your peers and other professionals. You know, if I had a business problem that I was trying to solve with SAP, but I didn't know how to do it with SAP, I could post a question. And nearly 2,000 member companies and 50-plus thousand members have the opportunity to respond to that and try to, to help with uh, giving a peer and another company help in, in trying to solve their problem. Just like everything, you have other people that will pile on and say, golly, gee, I'd like to know about that too. Uh, but also, the real answers come from member companies, and the opportunity to network that way is just something that, that we think is really special for our members. Some communities are more active than others, let me be fair. And I think a lot of times that comes from passionate volunteers that really help engage in and drive those kinds of things and use of the tools. Our volunteers are, you know, at the end of the day, they're the unpaid workforce of this organization, and it's their passion that really makes makes the organization go. Just a quick follow-up about the regional meetings. Could you go into a little more detail on that? Sure. Regional meetings, or as we call them, chapter meetings, uh, we call them regional communities or chapter meetings. I believe we have, take off my shoes and socks here, count on my finger, <laughs> fingers and toes, I believe we have 38 chapters in the U.S. and Canada, and they're spread out throughout the North American continent, you know, from Philadelphia to Indiana to Northern California, Southern California, Florida, Ontario, just on and on. Those events are free events to our members. It's included in membership dues. They're very grassroots. They're driven by volunteers. It's an opportunity to be educated on topics of mutual interest to companies in the region, as well as to network amongst peers in the region, so other SAP professionals. And those events are typically anywhere from three to four times a year, roughly you know every three to four months. And quite frankly, they're they're great value for the cost. (laughs) They're free. (laughs) So, you know, at the end of the day, it is a great form and platform for for SAP customers, uh, ASUG members, to get together. And what's what's a drive, jump in the car and get there versus, you know, flying across the country to get to, you know, an event. Really, really have the opportunity to do that. And they, they range anywhere from four hours to eight hours. So they're typically one-day events. And quite frankly, a large number of our members participate in chapter meetings. I I wish I had the exact statistic, but we have in excess of 6,000 people that attend those events. Not all one time, of course. but And they could be anywhere from small, intimate events with, you know, 20 or 30 people. uh, We recently had an event in Atlanta that had 260 people uh, held at the Home Depot, which was a, a tremendous event. And it's all grassroots driven by our volunteers, and that's really exciting. The big news of the past couple of weeks was obviously Shy Agassi's resignation. Yep. Uh, you mentioned him briefly earlier, and I was just wondering initial thoughts, where SAP goes from here, that kind of yep. thing. 
Well, first of all, let me start it this way. From a personal perspective, I was very sad to see Shai leave the SAP organization. I think he was a tremendous man with tremendous breadth and depth of vision of, of how technology could be leveraged to solve business problems. And certainly his vision around uh, NetWeaver and enterprise service-oriented architecture, you know, tremendous individual with tremendous insight. And now, with that being said, let me make a comment from an ASUG perspective. He, he truly was a friend to ASUG. We've reached a critical mass with influence, but uh, Shai was one of our early adopters uh, through the NetWeaver team. Early on, uh, the NetWeaver organization, the NetWeaver product managers were, were some of the first to really engage in influence activities, influence councils. And he truly believed in the voice of the community and the voice of the customer and outside-in development. So from a personal perspective as well as a, an ASUC perspective, I'm sad to see him go. Now let me really say this. While he had tremendous vision, that's, that's a shared vision across SAP. And SAP is absolutely committed at the board level and the 38,000-plus employees that they have to deliver on their strategies around ESOA, their NetWeaver strategy and their enterprise service-oriented architecture strategy, and they truly want to be a platform provider. They're committed to all their strategies around unifying the business suite, uh, really addressing industry solutions, and then the whole mid-market, small-medium business strategy and volume-based business strategy that, that ESOA by design is to address they're absolutely committed to. I know Henning Cogerman is committed to it, and I know every board member in that organization is absolutely committed to it. You know, once again, from a personal perspective, very sad to see Shy go. I also I believe in, in, in the SAP organization and what they're trying to do to deliver on their promises. I had the opportunity to be briefed uh, as well as had the opportunity to speak to Henning soon after that, and he's absolutely committed. And at the end of the day, has taken over responsibility for, for product te- the product technology group and development. Shai had built a great team behind him, and, and I think SAP will continue to execute. I know your term as ASUG president is coming to a close here. Looking back on your term, you know, are some of the things you're most proud of? And also, going forward, where do you see ASUG developing from here? That's a great question. Sometimes a, a year of like this, is they can be bittersweet. There are challenges all along the way. <laughs> Let's not <laughs> mistake that. That's in any business. Right. And, you know, there there have been some things that have been tough to deal with. And even though they've been tough to deal with, we've stayed the course. Um, I was fortunate to start my year with a tremendous co-location between ASUG Annual Conference and Sapphire last year. I mean, we rocked Orlando last year. Uh, we had tremendous activities throughout the year. Uh, we saw the redesign of ASUG.com. We've worked on some strategic work around new products and services for our members that really add value above and beyond what we do today. And there's some really exciting things in the pipeline there. We've had some tremendous upgrade symposiums where members are coming together to really focus on their upgrades and how they deliver their upgrades quickly at low cost and drive high impact to their businesses. So those have been a hit. Our um, WebExes and chapters are thriving. There are many, many WebExes. I can't even tell you how many we've delivered. You know, we've had hundreds of chapter meetings over the year. And and we're about to conclude my term as president with another event that's going to rock the customer base. This event is going to be 
even better than last year's. Uh, we're going to have a great customer turnout. There's going to be a great ecosystem, uh, SAP ecosystem turnout to this event. And what's really great for me is the relationship that ASUG has had the f- good fortune of building with SAP executives. We're going to get to celebrate that together in Atlanta uh, with meetings and discussions with Henning Cogerman, Klaus Heinrich, Bill McDermott, Leo Apotheker. And fortunately, we're going to even have an opportunity to meet uh, an individual from the advisory board that may be on site as well. So, you know, I feel very fortunate we're going to have an opportunity to really celebrate another great year. And uh, looking forward to next year, we need to keep executing against our strategic plan. And uh, that's that's what it's all about. I, I read a book not too long ago about execution, and it truly is all about execution. Pick the things you want to be good at and, and work to execute better than anyone, and you'll be successful. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Rod. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to tell uh, your listeners a little bit about ASUG and what's happening in our annual event co-located with Sapphire. Hopefully we'll see some of your readers and listeners there, and we're going to have a great event. We'll see you there. Okay. That does it for this edition of Search SAP's podcast series. Be sure to check the site next week for updates, news, and podcasts from Sapphire. Until next time, thanks for joining us. 